Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. I want to welcome all of you to the 97th edition of the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. I am so honored that you would take even a minute to listen to this podcast. I want to thank you so much for doing that. I do want to ask for your assistance if this podcast adds any value to your life. If you would make sure you subscribe and if you would also be sure to leave a review on iTunes, that would be tremendous. You can get to the link to subscribe as well as leave the review in the show notes that's going to be at scottrossonline.com slash 97. It'll be the number 97, scottrossonline.com slash 97. If you would uh, rate the show, subscribe, and leave a review, be a huge help. Today, I want to dive into a fun topic, and I want to talk about a phenomenon that I think all of us are going to be a little bit familiar with, and that is the phenomenon of Pokemon Go. I want to talk about leadership lessons that we can learn from this phenomenon. Pokemon Go has absolutely become a global sensation. It has gone viral to a degree that no one could have ever anticipated, and the adoption rate has been bigger and faster than anything we've seen before. All other social media platforms have have paled to compare to what we've seen with Pokemon Go. And I believe that there are some leadership lessons that we can all learn from this phenomenon. And so that's what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. So let's dive right in. The first lesson I think we can learn as leaders is that the easier it is for something to learn, the higher the adoption and more importantly, the retention rate is going to be. The easier it is for something to learn, the higher the adoption and the retention rate. With Pokemon Go, there's no no tutorials, there's no manuals, there's no instructions. You don't go to a training class, you don't watch videos online to learn how to do it initially. You just pick it up and you start playing. And it's because of this ease of getting into it, the lack of a barrier to entry that causes the adoption rate to be high. And as people get started with it, they can go to higher levels of sophistication and understanding, but it is easy for anyone to pick the game up and with no knowledge, no background at all in Pokemon or anything related to Pokemon, you can just begin to have fun. And this is a lesson for us as leaders. Many of you know that I have a saying that I repeat all the time, and that is that the Confused mind does nothing. One of the things that we as leaders have to have top of mind at the very forefront of our consciousness has to be always how much confusion are we creating in the mind of our followers? Because when a confused or when a person becomes confused, they shut down. When they're trying to decide, do I turn left or do I turn right? The vehicle is not moving forward. So we must simplify processes all the time. A lot of young leaders think my people have to know everything. When they know as much as me, they're going to be successful. A lot of leaders want to just feed it all to the new person all at 
at once, all up front, because they're so excited about how much they know, and they know that that depth of understanding and depth of knowledge drives passion in themselves as a leader, and so they want to try to get that into the person who's new, and that's wrong. If you try to give it to them all at once, they're going to choke on it, and they're going to leave. If you want them to stick around, keep it simple. Many of you have heard the saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Why is this true? Because the answers are always there. We can always get to the answers. The answers are just waiting there for all time. But the answer doesn't matter until the student asks the question, until the student is ready to ask the question. I'll give you an example from sales and sales training. And as a sales leader, you know, we could take a new salesperson and teach them the answer to every single objection that they would ever encounter in the field. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to scare the crap out of them. They're going to be so intimidated they would never leave the building, never try to make a sales call. And it would be completely useless because they have no practical framework to value the training they're receiving. Rather, the better answer would be make it really simple. Teach them a simple technique that can get them an appointment and send them off to the wolves. And when they go to that appointment, they're going to probably get beat up a little bit. But when they come back, they're going to be super interested in learning how to handle what was thrown at them in the appointment. At that point, the student will be ready so the teacher can appear. Pokemon Go has done a great job at this. They have kept it super simple, but once someone gets in and they get hooked on the game, they start asking the questions. They start wanting to know the more sophisticated, advanced stuff about the game, how to maximize their experience. And at that point, there's plenty of resources for them. The answer is always there. So we as leaders need to remember this. Keep it simple. Make the learning curve essentially nothing to just start. Get people engaged. Let them get engaged easily. Make that entry into your organization and into your system and into your project easy. And then from there, you can start to ramp it up as they demonstrate the desire to learn more. Keep it simple. Now, the next thing we can learn is the idea of gamification. Gamification means turning something into a game. People will always do things that they wouldn't otherwise do if there's some achievable objective associated. And we're seeing this with Pokemon Go. These people who would never leave their house, they would sit on the couch all day. I mean, one of the things that's a phenomenon is these children who would normally be sitting in front of a video game in their living room are getting out in the streets, in the highways and byways. People who would never go to the park, people who would never do the activity we're seeing them do are start, starting to become active all because their activity has become gamified. They now actually can get rewards for walking, something they wouldn't have done. And so that is a lesson for us as leaders. When we struggle to think about how to get people to engage, how to get them to do certain behaviors that maybe they seem reluctant to engage in, we could gamify those behaviors. Get creative. How could you gamify all of the behaviors that you would like to see within your organization? I just talked about making the entry 
easy. But once they're in, then you start to create these tiers of objectives and you can make the objectives more challenging and more intricate as they go up the tiers. And that drives behavior. We're seeing that all over the place. I'll give you a funny story that I read about, and I can't remember where I read this story, but I promise you it was in the news. It was a true story. Um, There was a pet shelter or a, a dog shelter that rescued dogs, and they had a really creative idea. They knew that there were adults who were a little bit ashamed of playing Pokemon Go. They were a little embarrassed to be, you know, in their 30s or 40s and playing Pokemon Go, that you seeing as it's considered a kid's game. So this shelter had this really brilliant idea. They put an ad out that you could rent their dogs to be walked and you could be playing Pokemon Go while walking the dog. And it would appear you're walking the dog, but really the dog is just a prop so that you are hiding the fact that you're playing Pokemon Go. Well, what happened? Every single dog got rented. And in fact, they couldn't get enough dogs to rent. There was a backlog of people demanding these dogs that they could walk so that they could look like they're walking a dog instead of looking like they're playing Pokemon Go. But then there was an even better, more awesome byproduct. People who would have never gone into a pet shelter, who would have never considered having a dog, people who were previously anti-pet, were suddenly calling up the shelter and saying, hey, listen, I'm a in this dog, I'm never bringing him home. This dog's fallen in love with me, or I've fallen in love with the dog, or me and the dog get along great, so thanks a lot. And now the shelter is literally out of dogs. Isn't that good? Isn't that a great thing? I tell this story because, A, it's a little bit funny and interesting, but more importantly, it makes the point. These people were engaging in behaviors they would have never considered engaging in before if the gamification didn't exist. So, Think about ways to gamify the behaviors you're looking for in your organization. Let me tell you another little thing about this. Create things that are achievable with scarce opportunities. See, scarcity produces activity. Scarcity produces activity activity. Now we're seeing this in a little bit of a negative way. I saw a photograph that was posted online of a person driving down the freeway and on the back of their car, they had created a sign that said, will stop abruptly for Pikachu. Now, if you don't know, Pikachu is a rare Pokemon. It is an extremely rare Pokemon. In fact, for some people, it's the most desirable Pokemon that you can obtain. And so here's a person letting everybody on the freeway know, I will come to a complete halt in the middle of the freeway if a Pikachu shows up. You know why? Because of the scarcity. Because it's rare. Here's a person who would do something absolutely crazy, something insane, something not recommended, something illogical because of scarcity. Well, what does that tell us about the human psyche? You can create a lot of behavior out of scarce and rare opportunities. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Let your imagination go running wild. Start to get outside the box and think about how can I create rare achievements and rare opportunities that are scarce within the gamification of my system. 
Another thing that you can do along with that, and again, this goes to the scarcity of the Pikachu or whatever, is create opportunities for bragging rights. You've heard this said before, but it's worth repeating. People will work for pay. They will die for recognition. They'll work for pay. They will die for recognition. If you give people something they can earn that's a bragging right, that is huge. If you have Pikachu on your phone, people are taking pictures of their they're screenshotting their phone and putting it on Instagram and Facebook and sending it to their friends, showing them the rare Pokemon they've caught. That is bragging rights. You can implement this same idea into your leadership and drive a lot of behavior. With that said, let's just take a few minutes and talk about something you probably heard me say in our previous podcast, but I'm really passionate about that right now. And that is our partner, SaneBox. SaneBox is spelled S-A-N-E-B-O-X. And you think Pokemon Go is insane? My email was insane. And I know for many of you, your email is insane. Have you missed important messages because you're overloaded with getting all the spam and all the newsletters you subscribe to and the news feeds you subscribe to and you can't even figure out what's important and what's not important anymore? Are you spending hours and hours trying to reply to email, figuring out what to reply to? Are you setting up all kinds of weird convoluted folders within your Gmail account? Let me tell you, SaneBox will fix all of that and fix it in a matter of minutes. It works with every single email service. doesn't matter who your email provider is. It will work for you. And I have gone from spending hours trying to control email to minutes a day controlling email. I have gone from missing very important strategic messages to never missing an important strategic message again. We have an amazing offer from SaneBox for our listeners. If you go to SaneBox.com slash Scott Ross, you can get a free 30-day trial. And when the 30-day trial is over and you're dying to get signed up and you're just throwing money at them because it's totally changed your life, which it will, you can get $20 off your subscription because you're a listener to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. So go to SaneBox.com slash Scott Ross, get out of your inbox, get on with your life. Now let's go on to the last two ideas or or lessons we can learn from Pokemon Go as leaders. The third one is a very, very significant idea, and that is that people are social creatures. We are made by our creator to be in relationship with other people. A lot of people miss what business they're in. If I ask you what business you're in and you tell me insurance, real estate, software, automobiles, network marketing, I don't care what your answer is. It's the wrong answer. Every single one of you should answer the people business because people are everything. People are the ones who make your products, make your services, deliver your products, deliver your services, buy your products, buy your services. We are in the people business and people deep, deep down have an intrinsic need, it's not even a desire, it's a need to be in connection with other human beings. And so we need to be as leaders purposeful about getting people to connect. Look at what's going on with Pokemon Go. People are going out and connecting with other people. And that's one of the reasons they love it is it's just an excuse to connect. I will confess to you, 
I am playing Pokemon Go. Now, I've seen a bunch of things online, like my own brother posted. If you're a guy and you're playing Pokemon Go, you got to turn in your man card. Well, I guess my man card is turned in. And you know why I play Pokemon Go? It's not because I've ever played anything related to Pokemon in my life. It's because my kids play it. And me playing Pokemon Go has created all of these amazing connections with my kids. We are out running around our neighborhood, going to the park, driving around to Poke Stops, going to Poke Gyms. I don't give a rip about any of this stuff. You know what I care about? My kids. And Pokemon Go is a, an excuse. They love it. They love that I'm there with them. These kids who may not get along otherwise, they're siblings, so they might be, you know, picking at each other and arguing with each other. They're not doing that when they're going to take down a Poke Gym. No, that's not happening. They're all on the same side at that point. This teaches us a fundamental leadership lesson. People are looking for excuses to connect and they will use anything, even if it's this crazy, silly game about these mythical creatures called Pokemon. So what do we do as leaders about that? Well, Get purposeful about getting people to connect. You know, people say things like, hey, can we just do this online? I mean, can't we find a way to do this over the phone, over a webinar? I would say no. If you, you know, yeah, if your client's in New York and you're in Dallas, maybe the flight's not worth it for a one-hour meeting. But if you're in the same city, if you're in the same area, try to get people together. Focus on making those connections. And then with your team, How purposeful are you on getting them to connect with each other? How often do you create connection points for your team members? How often do you get purposeful about getting your prospects to connect with each other and your prospects to connect with your team? And then even during connection points, how much are you purposeful about facilitating that deeper level of connection. You know, sometimes I will go into a board meeting. I'll go into a very serious meeting and everybody's all buttoned up and they, you know, hey, let's just get down to brass tacks here. I got this agenda items. I want to go through these five bullets as fast as possible. And I go in and I don't try to throw them off by saying, we're not coming to the agenda. You know what I do? I kind of sneak it in. I say, you know what? I really want to be super productive about this agenda. So what I would love everybody to do is turn to the person next to them and tell that person one thing that they're most excited about in in their life that's going on and what they're most passionate about from the five agenda items we've got today. Boom. They think that we're diving into the agenda, but we're not. You know what we're doing? We're connecting with other people. How purposeful are you about that deeper level of connection? Because here's what starts to happen. When people can connect with other people, they stay. When people see that something facilitates their connection with other people, they stay. Look, Starbucks did not become one of the biggest and most successful companies in the world because they sell overpriced coffee. No one wants to pay $4 for coffee. You know what they want? They want that connection. And going into a Starbucks creates it. Today, we're kind of hooked on Starbucks, and we got the drive through version of Starbucks. But I don't know if you remember this. Originally, you couldn't drive through a Starbucks. You had to go inside. And they created this place where in our digital world, people could sit face-to-face with other people. We're in the age of social media, and people are more isolated than they've ever been. If you as a leader facilitate people connecting with each other, you will create loyal, passionate followers and loyal, passionate customers. 
And that's exactly what we want. Okay, we've covered three lessons. First, the easier it is to learn, the higher it is, the higher the adoption rate and the retention rate will be. And secondly, we should gamify anything we can think of a way to gamify within our systems, our projects, etc. Because gamification creates adoption and creates behavior. And then last, I said people are social. We're all in the people business. It's about helping people connect with other people. That drives adoption. That drives loyalty. So last, I just want to talk about the idea of innovation. And, you know, innovation is a word that's tossed around all the time. But we've really got one of the most remarkable stories of the power of innovation when it comes to Pokemon Go. And when I say the power of innovation, let me make sure I'm clear. I want to contrast innovation from invention or with invention. A lot of people think I need to invent the next great thing. I've got to come up with something no one's ever come up with before in order to win at a very high level. Pokemon Go, if we've ever doubted it, Pokemon Go has demonstrated absolutely that that is false. You do not need to invent something. You just need to innovate around what already exists. One of the great things about the free market is that the free market produces an incentive to take raw materials and put them together in a way that is more valuable and so that the sum is greater than the parts. That's what Pokemon Go has done. The guys who created Pokemon Go is a company called Niantic. And Niantic didn't invent any of the factors at play in Pokemon Go. First of all, they didn't invent Pokemon. They went to Pokemon with the idea and they created a license agreement with Pokemon. Nintendo did not create Pokemon Go. Niantic created Pokemon Go. They did not invent augmented reality. Augmented reality has existed in a bunch of different forms already. In fact, IKEA, the, the Swedish furniture store, uses augmented reality so you can see what your furniture would look like in your living room. You go into your house, you pick the piece of furniture on their app, you hold it up against the, you know, you, sh- you have the vision of your living room and your camera on your phone, and it'll show you what that couch would look like sitting in your living room. That's augmented reality. This has existed before. And they didn't invent Google Maps. Again, Google created Google Maps. But what they did is they figured out how to bring Pokemon, augmented reality, and Google Maps together in a very innovative way. What resources are sitting out there available to you that could be combined in a very innovative way to produce a big result? You should be doing a mastermind with your team. You should be doing brainstorming around that question because answering that question can produce huge, massive results as is demonstrated with the Pokemon Go phenomenon. So let's just review. First of all, we want to keep it simple. The easier it is to learn, the better. Make sure that you're not feeding them from a fire hose. Let them get in easily, and when they start to get kind of hooked on what they're doing, they'll start to spiral up to more sophisticated levels of understanding. And when the student is ready, of course, you'll be right there as the teacher to provide them with what they need to know. Keep it simple. Make the learning curve virtually nothing. Gamify. Find any and every way you can to gamify whatever it is that you do because it will create behavior that you never thought possible. And people are social. 
Be purposeful about making sure that the people in your organization, that the people you're trying to serve, connect and be purposeful about getting them to connect even when they're in the same room with one another because it's very, very easy for people to come together for a meeting, for a a training, for whatever, and to not actually connect. You know, I'm um, a Christian, as many of you know, and I just think it's so funny that in the church today, you know, we all come in, we all go to the same church at the same time on the same in the same building and we just sit there together and then we get up and we leave and none of us have ever actually known who the person to our left or right is. Yeah, the pastor says, hey, get up and say hello and we shake somebody's hand and we've already forgotten their name before we sat back down. That is not connection. We must be purposeful about connecting people. And the last, innovation creates massive results. You don't need to be an inventor. You just need to be an innovator. I hope this has been valuable to you guys. We're going to find the show notes for this at scottrossonline.com slash 97. scottrossonline.com slash 97. Go out and see SaneBox, sanebox.com slash scottross. And last but not least, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and rate the podcast on your podcast service. It makes a huge difference in people finding our message. With that said, guys, God bless you. Keep raising your lid, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline.